This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Ooh, that was hard. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. And let me tell you a little secret, Facebook Live, FM Frequency, and Podcast. This episode is special. I call it the Negro League. My name is Stanley Fritz. I'm your favorite engineer on the PC ones and twos. You can find me on the Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can find me on the IG at Stan Fritz. You can find me on Facebook at Stanley Fritz slash Good Hair. Wait, how did I do that? It was Stanley Goodhair Fritz. Mm. Because when I was in college, I thought that if your hair was straight, it was lit. And I got my hair to be straight for one photo. So I did that. And we have a very special show today <laughs> because you know why? We don't have Selena Hill. We don't have Alyssa Fuse. We don't have Jackie Cohen. And finally, I have won the race wars and we have the Negroes in the space. <laughs> Negroes, introduce yourselves. What's going on, y'all? This is Alex Turner, straight from the west side of Harlem. You already? Go ahead. I- I'm not a Negro, though. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a female. We a, here. a female we... Negro. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> go, go. go ahead. Go ahead, Queen. <laughs> so serve me up properly, man. Give me the proper intro. Hold on, hold on. My fault. I'm... We have a black goddess, Isis Queen. See? There this is we what go. I love. See? There we go. Thank you. I Sweeter than Hennessy that. and apple juice on a cold mm. winter night mm. at home mm. while you're watching Love and Hip Hop mm. and judging them because your life is slightly better, but not that much. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead, goddess. Introduce yourself. Hey, guys. My name is Sharp Page. I'm in the building. How I'm so happy you? to be here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here, Shar. If folks want to follow you, if somebody wants to shoot their shot on social media, where can they find you? Um, you can only find me on IG right now. That's all I have. So you can find me on IG at Shar Page. That's C H A R P A I J E. So you don't use Facebook? Is Facebook for wash people? I use Facebook to like connect with my family back home mm, and everything. That's what I you. use it heard. for. You use know? WhatsApp I be, I to behave. connect with your family. I behave on Facebook. What you said? Use WhatsApp to connect with your family. That too. That too. <laughs> I'm 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 live and active on both. Just look for Alex J Turner um on uh Facebook. It might be a couple hundred Alex Turners out there, so just scroll through for them with the big face. That's probably me. <laughs> and on uh, IG is Alex T dot two twelve. And guys, I want to make sure I shout out everybody who's watching on Facebook Live. Alyssa, we love you. Thanks for tuning in. Claude, Darren, and of course my girlfriend Marilyn is watching, which means she probably put it on her phone, then left to go watch something in the living room but thank you sweetheart for giving me that extra stream i appreciate you i appreciate you we have oh there goes amy jones amy jones one of my favorite people and i know she can't stand me because she calls me king but in an antagonistic way well hello queen so guys we have a pretty big show for you it is the last day of women's history month so we want to make sure that we are talking about the most important people in the world black women We'll talk about other women, too, but you know I have to center that first. And, of course, we got to talk about all the things that have happened this week, including Jussie Smollett having all 16 charges dropped against him, the Mueller report, the Affordable Care Act, Cardi B lining people up, but just oh, for herself. Oh, There's man. lots of energy around that topic over there. We had a little bit of a debate about it oh, yeah, we before we came on air. And then just when you think we can't go any further, guess what we're going to do? I don't know what else. But, guys, if you want to call in or you want to let your voice be heard, you can call us at 212-650-6903. Or you can tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. Or you can make a comment on the Facebook Live. Alex, tell them what you're excited about talking about today. I mean, today we're talking about women. I mean, women, women, women. Women's History Month, you know, right after Black History Month. So many important contributions from women. And uh, so many women in the news for so many reasons. So I'm definitely looking forward to delving in. You know, hopefully we get some ladies to call in or at least express your opinions on the Facebook live uh, live page. Let your voice be heard radio. But, yeah, we want to highlight some women today. That's what this show is all about today. Um, 
I know I, ca I came with a couple, you know, favorites in mind in particular. I want to highlight, you know, mm -hmm. some strong, powerful women. So, yeah, let's get to it. Hey, you heard him. And Queen, how about you? Um, I'm excited to talk about the Cardi B situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see mm. where mm, you guys mm, mm. Stand, stand, stand on that mm. um, and just to see what, what the views are. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to learn a little bit more about the, the Affordable Care Act and that lawsuit that's going on. We were speaking about that a little bit earlier before we came on. So mm -hmm. just learning a little bit more and, and the marijuana situation as well. Like, mm. you know, we got to dive right. into you that. You want some New York tea? Okay, I got you. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going on a quick break. And when we come back, we'll start talking about things or maybe we won't. Whew, damn, when did I get so fat? I did like two and a half dance moves and I had to take a breath. My name is <laughs> My name is Stanley Fritz. I am on the PC ones and twos as usual. As you can see, Selena, Alyssa, and Jackie are missing. Jackie is probably somewhere in Brooklyn buying Warby Parker glasses. Alyssa is somewhere working or suing someone, or probably both. And of course, Selena Hill is somewhere practicing a praise dance in Los Angeles after seeing Beyonce, Jay-Z, Chris Rock, and Lapita all in the same space last night. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just make sure you follow her IG story. And this is Let Your Voice Be Heard. As you know, we got two special guests in the space. And now that we have a few more what people up, on Facebook up, Live, guys, please reintroduce yourselves. What's going on? It's your boy Alex T.212, Alex Turner from the west side of Harlem. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Sharp Page. Guys, you guys got a podcast coming up, right? And I know we can't oh, yeah. say the full name because this is FM. Oh, yeah. But like give us give us a censored version of the name of what you guys plan to talk about when you start doing it. I mean, I'm excited about it. Uh, I don't want, we don't want to throw the name out there yet, but mm -hmm. it's going to be uh we're going to be exploring a lot of different topics through the scope of uh sex and relationships in New York City. Uh, we have uh, Shar as well as our other co-host Shayna and myself. The three of us we're going to be kickstarting this very shortly. But um, yeah, a lot of different topics in terms of uh, cost of living in New York City, how that affects people's living situations, mm -hmm. how that might affect your love, and you know, dudes wanting to go half on dates. It all plays a part together. So we want to explore a lot of different avenues as far as you know the singles and the relationships and why. And you know how these things affect it. And also just coming from three different perspectives mm -hmm. as well. You know, you have. Alex from the male perspective, you have myself and Shayna, the female perspective, you have Shayna, a perspective of someone who is not originally from New York, she's from Detroit, so now she lives in New York and mm -hmm. you know how it is living out here for her. I'm you know, born and raised um, in the Bronx, so it's just all of us just coming together and sharing our experiences and our ex perspective about you know, living in New York and what it's like to survive you know, 20 something, 30 somethings, and just having the support of like your friends and like what, what, you're, what you're gonna do and how you're gonna leave your legacy mm -hmm. moving forward, like how we live in our lives right now. Well, can I ask you a question real quick? Because uh -huh. Alex has something about 50, 50, like 50 off, what, 50 percent off dates or like 50-50 yeah, I mean, dates? Yeah, I oh, mean, 50, 50 yeah. dates. As mm -hmm. a woman, don't you wanna be empowered by paying for your own meal? And then still going home with the guy, like isn't that a fair thing? Wait, wait, I, I, well, look, can I can I jump in there, or you want to you want to kickstart this? I'll kickstart this. So, <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Hold on, speak your truth, queen." <laughs> I got time today. Oh, um, well, if I'm going on a date, mm -hmm. no, I expect you to pay because at the end of the day, it's a date. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're courting me. I also believe, though, like a couple of dates in, when we get familiar with each other, if I'm inviting you out, of course I will pay. I always feel mm -hmm. that way. Like, I don't want to 
make it seem like, you know, four or five dates in, we're getting familiar with each other, you know, we're going out, we're hanging out, and then you feel like you always got to shell out, shell out. Like, you know what I'm saying? It mm. is 50-50 when you get into a relationship and when you get to a certain level. Um, but if you're if you're in the, the stages of you're courting me, you're trying to get to know me, you're inviting me out, you know, yes, I do expect you to to pay. Okay, so I heard you. So we can go to McDonald's like the first five, six dates and I'll pay for that as long as you get <laughs> the dollar menu. And then once like well, we I get don't used eat to fast each other, food, so well, they could, they could we could go get we could go get coffee. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with coffee. And I'm not I'm not opposed to a date like that because to me, I rather sit down and have a conversation with you anyway because anything else is, is distracting to me when you're trying to figure out, you know, what fancy restaurant you're trying to um, take me to mm-hmm. and how much money you're about to spend mm-hmm. or Instead anything of who like this that. Person is. Instead of trying to figure out who I am and what I like or whatever, we can sit down, we can have a conversation, we can go have coffee, and then mm-hmm. from coffee that can, you know, turn, turn into, into other distractions. You know, things. let's go have drinks, and then yeah. from that let's go, you know, grab a bite to eat since we've been, you know, talking for so long. Like you got to be creative. It is not all about dropping a bag right then and there, mm-hmm. but you know. You, you hear that, fellas? You ain't got to ball out at Applebee's. You can check a Dunkin' Donuts real quick. And if you want to call Char, her number is 1-800-223-9797. So guys, let's get into the business, guys. This has been a crazy news week. We have some really big news. Real quick, I want you guys to know that our um, video tech camera guy, O, is going to be getting his own podcast, so he is leaving us. It's called for single daddies that are faithful. No, it's not called that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he wants the name to go out yet, so I'm not going to say it. single daddies. Like that, that are faithful. But, um, <laughs> but, oh, thank you so much for being on this podcast and holding this down. It's being, like, really cool and always down with the ignorance and the intelligence. We appreciate you, and we wish you luck. But now it's time for the ignorance. So, guys, this is the news roundup. We talk about things that make you laugh, cry, curse, flip a table, or sometimes cat daddy while crying. And the biggest news story this week, at least in the spaces that we have been trafficking in, is Cardi B. So earlier this week, a video that she recorded three years ago on IG Live came back up in which she said that she's done things that she regrets, such as drugging men and then robbing them. So she take guys home from the strip club, drug them, and then take their money. And it's gotten a lot of people fired up and really upset. Some folks are saying that what she's doing is no different than what R. Kelly or Bill Cosby does. Other people are saying it's no different than what Rick Ross bragged about. Cardi B says that she's speaking her truth. She doesn't. She isn't proud of it, and she doesn't want to push it, but this is what's happening. I have my thoughts, but I don't think my thoughts matter at this moment. I would really love to hear from the both of you. Alex, we haven't heard from you in a bit. What do you think of this? Um... I I think with with this type of scenario, first off, shout out to Cardi B. I respect Cardi B because she oftentimes doesn't have a filter. I think a lot of us are trained to have between our heart and our mouth. Like sometimes you got to say what's <laughs> on your mind. Mm-hmm. It, it don't matter sometimes how other people feel. As long as you're expressing your truth, mm-hmm. you should be comfortable and grounded in that. So shout out to her for that. At the same time, if you're bold, you're bold enough to kind of throw out there, you know, a crime you have committed. I take gender out of it. I don't say Cardi B the female drug men. I'm like a person that has drugged a person and committed a crime. It is what it is, you know? I mean, you know, the fan in me want to kind of give Cardi a pass because, you know, I mm-hmm. like Cardi, you know? But at the same time, when I step out of that fandom and just kind of look at the scenario for what it is, I have to say to myself, like, can you imagine, a, you know, if you was to hear a dude's side of a story like this? Like, yo, one night, you know, somebody up off me a Rolex and... 10,000, I mean, it had to be sufficient, you know, items for her to, you know, mm-hmm. survive. I'd like to think I don't have dollar amounts. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's bold for throwing that out there, you know, kind of talking yeah. how you walk it. At the same time, whatever consequences may come with that, you got to be ready to accept if you want to 
speak about a crime like that. What you think? Queen Char? I mean, at the end of the day, I agree, right? Like, a person drugged another person, and it was wrong. So I, I completely agree with that. But at the same time, what I don't agree with is comparing her to the Bill Cosby's and to the R. Kelly's of the situation. Because in those situations, those men did those things and was abusing their power to these women. In this case, this was a battered woman trying to, in a sense, defend herself. I'm not excusing it, but she did not use that to abuse men like using her power to abuse men and manipulate men. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just kind of feel like, yes, she's wrong 100%. She is absolutely wrong. But these men, especially abusing their power, a Rick Ross who was in, it was in his music and he's out there promoting this type of behavior. This is not something that she's celebrating in her music. This is something that she's just saying, here's my truth. Here's my past. This is what it was. Because at the end of the day, let's say when you are, Let's say you're, you're going for a job or something like that, and there's just something in your past that you're not proud of. It doesn't speak to who you are as a person now, especially you have grown. You're owning up to it. You know what I'm saying? You're not saying moving forward, I'm promoting this behavior. Move, moving forward, this is what I'm talking about. You're just saying, yeah, that happened. I'm not proud of it. This is what it was, and that's just it. These men are actually promoting it in their music or, and, or anything like I, that. You I know what I'm saying? I think she did use her power, though. I mean the power of that P-U-S-S-Y. She lured these men, like, under the rules that they was going to get some. Like, so let's not discredit that she was using her power as a woman. That's part of her power, part of her appeal. But she and was, she utilized that to drug them and to rob them. In the sense, yes, I understand that, but in the sense of who she was at that point, she was a battered woman. Let's talk about where, you know, she felt like she had to, you know, be in that environment. Why did she have to be in that environment? What resources or whatever was not available to her that had her in that situation in the first place? So in the, in her mindset, she had to do what she had to do. Again, I'm not excusing it, but we had to think about what mindset she was in that made her feel like she had to go to that extent to do things like that, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And guys, if you want to comment, you can give us a call at 2 612-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. You can also leave a comment on Facebook Live. I'm waiting to hear what Amy Jones and Gregory Naismith have to say about this because I know you guys have some thoughts and ideas. I just want to point out that what Cardi did was wrong. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I'm inclined to agree with Shaw, but also the thing that's frustrated me is that people keep trying to like equate this to what Rick Ross rapped about and she don't even know it. When he said, put a Molly in her drink, she didn't even know it. Took her home and I enjoyed that. She didn't even know it. That's rape. He's glorifying like, yeah, it. Yeah, like that's even he's glorifying that. What Bill Cosby did, drugging women and having sex with them, that's rape. What Cardi B did wasn't rape, but it's not rape and it's it's not the same thing. It's robbery. Like we go with a robbery. It's no it's robbery. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's rape, wrong. Robbery is all wrong. But, but it, it is wrong, but what is the level of wrong? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. a robbery versus a rape. We don't know what she took from these men. Well, yeah. So So in in essence, that's what you're you're now putting the value of what what she took on the same level nah, of rape. No, 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 But that's what I'm you're compa- like, nah, you know nah, what I'm, I'm not saying? trying to compare because wrong is wrong. But what I'm saying is But you just said what's some... the value what she take. And because I said there's levels, right? There's levels I, I, because I agree with that. because because there's rape and there's robbery. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. There's a difference in in the, the capacity Absolutely. of the crime. Absolutely. So now your response is saying, oh well what what she take? What's the what's the amount? It's, no, no, it well, wasn't to, to one discredit one rape. second because no. I want to push back a little bit from a comment that we got in the Letty Slim Anderson of Lethal Lips Podcast. Make sure you tune into Lethal Lips Podcast. She says, Why does it matter the levels? Wrong is wrong. What do, you, what do you guys think about that? Wrong is wrong, absolutely. But at the same time, the capacity of a rape 
and the capacity of a robbery in in the sense of what the robbery was. The robbery was I'm going in your pocket while you're knocked out and I'm taking something. Yeah. We don't know if she was violent. We don't know if she she hit these men or not. Yeah. But at the same time, that is not what was said. What we know is, yeah, they got drugged and I took something out their pocket. Not rape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, not rape. It's, there's, yeah. there's, there's a difference to me. Well, Patricia Sarabelli says, can't compare Cardi to Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. She robbed. They rape. Men that think a stripper is going to take them home for the night are fools. That's big facts. She don't really <laughs> like you. You got to understand when you're stepping into these scenarios what's going down. Well, hold on. You don't understand because the stripper I met in Vegas, we, she and I were talking about housing policy. She liked me. I had to tell her that I had a girl. And she was like, oh, okay, daddy, but can I have $20? <laughs> so I, I, I gave her $20, though. So, yeah. Oh, damn. She didn't like me. All right, guys. We do have to shift gears. We can't keep talking about this. But if you have more comments and thoughts about this, please leave those comments there so we can read them and we'll try to comment on them in between breaks. But if you like this kind of conversation those are the kind of conversations these two are going to be having along with Shayna, who's hopefully somewhere hungover from celebrating her birthday happy birthday Shayna! yeah hey, like Shay this, Shay. this is what you're gonna get this is prime quality negro content the kind of stuff that i like guys how much do you know about donald trump's investigation tell me i've, I've been hearing about the uh robert Mueller investigation mm-hmm. today something kind of came to the to my attention though stanley mentioned that there's allegedly a tape of donald trump peeing on Russian girls, mm. as he explained it to me. So this is brand new to me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, even before this news came out, I mean, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is we got somebody in office that's clearly, clearly not qualified to handle this type of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So things like this that come out, it's just like almost an and one to the files he's committing, like, mm-hmm. each and every time. <laughs> I like that. I like, like that. It doesn't surprise – nothing can surprise me. That they say he's done. And here's other, you know, just to pile on to that. This whole thing of peeing coming out in these scandals and allegations, what is going on? Is this what people are doing in the bedrooms? Yo, so Donald Stanley, Trump you got, pee on people? I don't pee on nobody. Listen, that's not my, that's not my ministry. <laughs> but guys, sure? we got to take, we have a caller like on the peer. line. <laughs> we have a caller on the line. Jay would like to say something. Jay, let your voice be heard. All right, I guess Jay didn't want to let his voice go. Oh, there we uh, go, Jay. Congratulations for the topic, uh, and happy Women's Month celebration to all the women. I don't want to pretend to try to legislate morality, but you are taking a step when you use drugs to control another person. You might not know if they have a heart condition. You might not know if they have a medical condition that would mean that's attempt murder if they do and you are not aware of it. But when that person is not competent enough to protect themselves, you violated a father, you violated a, a, a working man, you've jeopardized their whole presence while they're incapacitated. And I'm not trying to legislate morality. I'm just saying it doesn't equate to anything. It equates to what occurs and how we view it coming forward. Nobody is right or wrong. It's indecent, it's disrespectful, and it's repulsive to have a discussion about it. We're talking about a subject that might mean someone's family, loss of a marriage, loss of a a relationship, because these men have to return to their loved ones. Well, <laughs> big facts. 
Um, so I'm sorry about that. Shar was talking. I put her mic on by accident. <laughs> Jay, that was yeah, that was that a was thousand a percent. That was a really great point. Thank you so much for calling in. I know this is a hot topic, guys. Um, what I would suggest is please keep the conversation going in the Facebook Live comments thread. If you don't know how to get to our Facebook page, it is facebook.com slash let your voice be heard. And we're live right now, so you can go right there and you can talk with the people who are already there having this conversation. I know Naledi is in the chat going off. Somebody joining in with her. Let her know what you're thinking. But shifting gears now, I want to get to, to um, the Trump Mueller investigation before we have to go on a break. Um so as you guys know, they've been doing this investigation on whether Trump um, did obstruction of justice, whether he colluded with Russia, and a bunch of other things that like he did to cheat in selection and be a crooked person. The Bob Mueller, who was doing the investigation, he's arrested over 30 Trump officials, indicted over 100 people, recovered over $40 million in stolen funds, and has multiple other investigations happening all over the country on Trump and Trump's administration. Trump appointed an um an attorney general to oversee the investigation at the, at the end of it. So when Mueller finished the report, Trump's appointee took the report, held it for two days, then on Sunday came out with a four-page summary that says Trump is pretty much innocent. Folks aren't buying it. Have you heard about this? What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Every everything that pop up with Trump name behind it, I, I give it a degree of skepticism. Anything that's you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm open to believe at this point any news that comes out about him like without even necessarily giving him a shred of the benefit of the doubt like you know the amount of people that have left his administration you know just the rhetoric we hear him constantly speaking on the news that we get Mm -hmm. you could tell he's clearly in favor of certain people and not in favor of others so when i hear things like this come out just the character of the person that i've come to understand as donald trump in the past year or two he don't get no pass from me. I'm just like, he, he did it. He's guilty in my mind, you know? And it almost, make, almost makes you feel like if there is, isn't anything to hide, why not put the report out? Why, you know? not? why not let the people see it and kind of vindicate yourself to say, hey, look, this is what it is. Like, you know, politics is politics. You know, you have to do what you have to do. But I did nothing, anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, you probably do have something to hide or there is, you know, details in there that you don't want the public to know. So you have you know, the front person to come and say, yep, everything's all good, but it's not like we're supposed to turn a blind eye to it. The, the fact is, too, I think that even if it does come out with whatever is on the tape, it goes public, I really don't think that's going to knock his image that much. His I image really, is his I, image, I really though. think he could go back and be like, I, I mean, it happens, you know what I mean? And, and really be because like... Because you're at a point where now it's just like you just expect the after, worst anyway. After the grabbing by the pussy, after all of this, it's like, what else do we mm-hmm. get? Can I say that? All right, let's keep moving. All right, my fault. What else can we say that you know? What else could he say that possibly going to change my mind? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's clearly violated. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you guys are wrong. I mean, not wrong. All right, I, I feel you a lot on this piece. It's really frustrating because if this was Obama, they were damn near ready to impeach him oh, because he wore a tan goodness. suit, and that suit was nice too. <laughs> he was sharp. Yeah, and like they they were always going after him. But Trump, he barely knows how to read. He has over 13 rape allegations against Come him. On. He like he has embezzlement allegations against Come him. On. They have all these charges. His number like his number two people are getting arrested for all kinds of stuff. His lawyer said that Trump paid him to lie to Congress. And everybody's just like, well, I guess we gotta do what we gotta do. I've never seen this level. Like I know white people can get away with a lot because of white privilege. Oh my goodness. But fam, this is crazy. Like this is like this is when you tell a white person that they have privilege, this is what they think we think they mean. Like, this is what they think we mean. 
mm-hmm. like this stuff right here. I never thought somebody could go this far and not see any kind of consequences. So we gotta we gotta wrap this up and go on to the next seven guys. But what do you guys think about Jesse Smollett getting all sixteen charges against him dropped? <laughs> how sway? I'm asking how? the same question. Like how? how? Like someone please explain to me. Yo. Did he have a you know like after what the, what's going on? After they put the footage out where they showed the dudes at the store. Buying the mask, mm-hmm. buying the ropes, and they, you know, I, I, I heard they had the checks or whatever mm-hmm. that he sent them to do the whole thing. I'm like, okay, like they already put this much evidence out. How did he get the charges dropped? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't care because I wish the Chicago PD and Mayor Rahm Emanuel would have kept that same kind of energy when that Chicago police officer shot that young black man 16 times and they had a video of it and the mayor helped them hide the video. I wish they kept that kind of energy when they were kidnapping black kids from their homes and holding them in unmarked buildings to try to get quote-unquote gang information from them. The cops out there one of the most crooked police departments in the country. Who cares? Jesse finesse God away. <laughs> so, guys, we got to go on a quick break, but I figure in the spirit of Cardi B and the finesse, we'd listen to a little Cardi song. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Nicki Minaj and the M is for mystery. Mm, well, it's not for mystery, is it? <laughs> Guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, this is Stanley Fitz. I'm here with the Immaculate Alex from Uptown and, of course, Char. Pardon me, Queen Char. Ooh. Yes, just the my guys, crown. Adjust your crown, queen, my black douce princess. <laughs> Let that black-owned business luster flow all over your smooth brown skin. <laughs> and listen, fellas, if you want to see this woman in the streets on a date, you better be ready to pay for Dunkin' Donuts or better. If not, don't talk to her. Stan, right? You sound like you drive a van. Like You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of keys. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on a second. Let me find you. Track suits and dress shoes. Listen, man, I'm deep in my, in my washed years. My girl fine. I'm not. I'm good with it. So this, <laughs> this is the way you talk. So, guys, we are not here to talk about my life changes or even the fact that I did 10 push-ups this morning and I feel extra swole. Do you Ooh, see it? I, I saw it in the I. shoulders. Neither do I, guys. <laughs> We are here because, guess what? It is the last day of Women's History Month. And because we want to follow in the steps of this country that doesn't seem to appreciate women, mm-hmm. we figured we'd talk about Women's History Month on the last day. Just kidding. That's not actually what happened. But we've had a pretty interesting month. During Black History Month, that felt like white <laughs> folks were using every chance they had to make it a really bad month. And like, like four people got caught doing blackface. They tried to shoot a whole bunch of black people. Trump got into his racist bag. It was bad. So what I said was that, well, March, we're going to use it for Black History Month again, but for Black Women's History Month. And March hasn't been as bad as far as the treatment of black people or black women, but it hasn't been the best. So we figured we would check out the time today to actually have a real conversation about why this thing is relevant, who we should be looking at that national media does not talk about, why it's important that women have a month and why can't men have a month as well, and what you should be taking away from this. Maybe it is nothing. So I want to start it off, and I want to open it up to the panel, is why is this important? Why do women actually need a month of their own? And what about Women's History Month is specifically important to you? Let's start with you, Shar, since I did Alex Ladies first. first word. Okay, so um, I definitely think that it's needed for women to be celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, for many, many years, we know how oppressed women have, be- have been. We know a woman's voice we've been in a sense suffocated for so for so long. So I think it's very important that we have a month where we're we're celebrated celebrated and and we're shown in a light of of being uplifted. To me it's important because 
during this this time, I feel like young girls, they have an opportunity to learn about, you know, women before them and be inspired. Nowadays, when we have, we're such in a social media world, I think it's great that we can showcase this to so many eyes at such a short notice to be able to be like, you know, empower the next generation. So I think it's so important. Thank you. Alex, you? Uh, <clears throat> I definitely feel like uh, Women's History Month is necessary because they're underutilized, underappreciated, and underpaid. And we got to put this on the forefront. I mean, you know, a lot of the times I'm going through things or I need perspective on things or some insight. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the people that I contact and confide in, they tend to be females. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not to say that, you know, men don't offer their own insights as well. But, you know, I found in the course of my life, women tend to be very intelligent and have a lot of intuition and insight that mm -hmm. sometimes men kind of block off to strictly kind of look at the logic of a situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to get a complete picture of how you should handle something, it's not just logic, mm -hmm. it's where, it's, which is where I find a lot of men try to focus and even lack within logic. Sometimes men don't act with logic, you know what I mean? That's just the truth of the matter. But yeah, we need to kind of focus and highlight on them and uplift them. The fact is they're being treated still to this day as if they are second-class citizens mm -hmm. overall. Bottom of the totem pole. Got to change that. Yeah, so if you're asking me, I would say that the reason that we needed Women's History Month is because the way that this world and, and men perceive women to be, um, women and femininity is perceived to be as a weakness when it is not. I would actually push back against you, Alex, and say that I don't think that men are very logical at all. I think women are more logical, and studies have shown that the ability to cry and, and still like, be able to articulate your anger shows a higher ability to use reason. Women's History Month is important because everything about this country and this world has been centered on the male gaze and the male experience because men have always been perceived to be in power. Unless you go to Eastern philosophy and you start talking about African countries and nations where it was really a matriarchal system and we didn't get into a patriarchal system until you started having Western cave-dwelling white folks coming in here and dictating their religion and their ideals on everyone else. And once you saw that happen, you saw a shift and increase in more wars, more violence, more marginalization of women. So while men have every single day to be acknowledged and put up front as leaders and put up front as the most important people and put up front as a problem solvers, we take this month to finally say, hey, what have women done? Let's appreciate that. And that's why it's really important to me. And that's why I think that we won't succeed in complete liberation of all people, particularly black people, until we see the importance and liberate women as a whole. So that was just me getting to my politics bag real quick. What do you guys think about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's a uh even for me, in, in terms of you know my career path that I followed, it was oftentimes like a female that kind of helped guide me into a new position or give me the best tips and practices. Mm -hmm. And uh, oftentimes, I felt like the males that I could reach out to weren't very accessible. They kind of were very to themselves as far as where they were trying to go with their career. Oftentimes, for help, I would have to go to females who are more than willing to help. And there's empowerment in helping somebody else. Mm -hmm. You make somebody else that much better they're way more open to breaking their back for you. Mm -hmm. You both end up profiting from it. So, you know, these scenarios, just to name a few, along with a lot of the women that I know, I mean, I know a good amount of, I know a couple of female attorneys, nurse practitioners, women that are just taking these positions that I don't know, let alone a guy, I don't know any people that do it. Mm -hmm. And I know women that do these things. So it's amazing to me. We got to focus on these things. And as well as encourage the next generation of women coming up, the young ladies. I mean, in this over-sexualized society we live in, where oftentimes women are looked at through this scope, it got to be a Women's History Month to show the young ladies like, hey, 
you know, everything ain't a music video. Everything ain't the young ladies that are very impressionable and oftentimes mm -hmm. get the wrong impression. They need to see that as women out there taking these type of positions and roles and ultimately control of their lives. Exactly. What do you think, Shaw? Um, just piggybacking off of what you're saying right now, I feel like you're right. Like using social media and showing these these young women what another side of what cool can be you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying letting them know like it's cool to to be a girl boss it's cool to have these positions it's cool to empower other women and and you know have that you know reach back and pull forward type of mentality um so for for me especially to be able to empower a, a young female or, or show them a different light of, of, of what's cool or what, or what it is to have like confidence and walk into a room where it's just kind of like you can walk into a room of men and, and really hold your head up high and know that like, okay, I got this, you know what I'm saying? I belong here. I belong here and I have the confidence to know that, you know, I'm, I'm just as good, you know what I'm saying? If not better. Sometimes, if not better, and then and and then when you have that type of, of 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 confidence and being able to hold your head that high and have these men or have just anybody else in that room respect you, to me it, it makes for a better environment. Now you come together as a team because people know like I respect your skill level, and sometimes I just want you to not even look at me anymore as a woman. Look at me as a human being mm -hmm. and respect my level. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's my question for you guys, and I'll start with you, Alex. What should men be getting from this? You guys really talked about a lot of things you want women to take from this and it's like having these conversations. What should men be taking from this month and just about like what we need to do, how we need to be seeing women? We definitely have to be more conscious of how we interact with women in all facets of our lives. I mean, in the past, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, the type of treatment that a lot of women get in the workplace, mm -hmm. I, was, I was completely unaware of some of the things that like you, mm -hmm. you shared with me the other day and Shayna, mm -hmm. I was completely unaware that mm -hmm. things like this go down in the workplace. Cause I mean, just as somebody that hasn't participated in it, I'm not naive to the fact that it happens, mm -hmm. but it's not until you hear somebody's story that you really get what's going on. Mm -hmm. So for me, it definitely tries to, it, it definitely makes me feel like I gotta be more aware in the workplace and, mm -hmm. and try to be more of a champion for these things. Like if I see the slightest thing out of mm -hmm. place, let me be the type of man that jumps in to correct this mm -hmm. dude mm -hmm. as opposed to being a fly on the wall I saw it let me mind my business that's got to be a, a huge takeaway for men and Be it's so funny before you go Sean I'm sorry I want to respond to that but also answer this question where is like where does that behavior come from why do men feel that they can treat women a certain way because they feel like they have the power over women for for whatever reason majority of the time is because it's it's taught you know through, through history and and the male ego and again, like you said earlier, when we look at um, women and emotions and being vulnerable, we, we, we look at that as a sign of weakness. So when men look at women, you know, responding in a certain way, oh, she's emotional, she's vulnerable, she's weak. And this is why they feel like they can treat women a certain way, because to them, they're not weak, they're strong. They're able, they're able to handle certain situations, you know, without being emotional. But, you know, it's going to, to the point that you were saying earlier, um, I have to commend you on that because I, when I recently just started my job back in um, July, I was in a situation um, where I was around some, I was in, around new people, and I was working on a project, and there was a gentleman in the room with me 
who was basically just, you know, holding conversation. And one of the, the studio guys came in and was just kind of like, you know, being in the room and talking and just making sure I'm okay and everything. And long story short, when everything was said and done, he was just like, you know, I just felt like I had to be around because I know how this guy is, whatever the case may be. And like, as a young black female, I just had to make sure that you were okay. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, damn, thank you. Like, yeah. you don't know me from a hole in the wall, anything like that, but you just felt like you had to protect me because you know it's hard for a black woman to be in certain situations or black women are targeted all the time. So you knew that you had to step in and be a man and be like, let me make sure that she's okay. Good. So taking away from that, I'm glad that you feel like, you know, this is what we need to take away from because when we have more men that think that way, I think more women will now feel like we are more supported by you guys. Well, can you dig deeper into that? Like, what, in what ways, like, is it, is it hard for you as a black woman? I know you work in media. Mm -hmm. Would you mind, like, opening up some? Is that something you, you mind talking about? Um, I mean, it's hard in just getting your foot in the door, being respected. You know, for, for me, I am a, a curvier woman. You know what I'm saying? So I have to sometimes in the past be conscious of what I wear or what I do because all of a sudden I'm not looked at as my level or I'm not respected at you know what I'm doing I'm just more so looked at as an object you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's it's kind of like it's kind of navigating those things on an everyday basis yeah. being able to to walk in a room and and know that okay are they really going to listen to me for what I have to say and and respect me for the for my abilities and my skill level or they're going to sit here and you know be worried about my hair or worry about how pretty I am or what I have on or you know take the conversation left and it's another you know going somewhere left with the conversation and not mm -hmm. focusing on why we're really here Alex why do you think like that happens like why is it why do so many people will go into a space with someone like Shar or Selena, who we both know, or Shayna or, or any woman, and like it gets to that in a professional setting or any setting that the woman did not explicitly say, I want this kind of attention? I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of men don't learn how to, A, love properly, or B, how to treat a woman. It's as simple as that. I mean, I think a lot of men don't understand that to get where you want to go, you have to treat people with a certain amount of respect mm -hmm. and make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Once you do those things, you have no idea where that person, how they might open up to you, what they might say to you, how things might go different. But when you kind of uh, approach women with this attitude of, I can say what I want, I could do what I want. And oftentimes us men, whenever we don't say something, we help create the environment where we don't hold dudes accountable for like, yo, bro, you, you wilding right now. You can't yeah. say that. Like, yo, don't talk to her like that. Mm -hmm. We kind of, every time we don't do that, we help harbor that environment. Because at the end of the day, we're here to be that. We're here to be, you know, yeah. protectors. Yeah. And oftentimes we don't protect in ways that show women that mm -hmm. they're supported. And which well, is why we feel guarded all the time. At least for me, I feel like defense. we're on guard. Yeah. All, I have to be on guard every that's time wild. I step I, Every time I step out my, on my front door. That's, that's wild. You know, um, I mean, we are, we're we're, we are literally not following the outline for this segment. I think that's okay, though. Um, I, I have two questions I want to ask because I think we're going in the right direction. And if guys have questions or comments, they can call us at 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212-650-6903. Or you can tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. Or like Pretty Brown Eyes did, you can leave a comment. And Pretty Brown Eyes said, weakness, laughing out loud. They say we're hysterical. They're wrong. I added the, the wrong part, but I think she feels that way. The question that I want to ask, this is about the Yes Jewels situation. You guys, are you guys familiar with that? 
the white woman who's in the industry and she has some disparaging comments about Scotty Beam who worked for Hot 97 and is now on the um, show with Joe Budden Everyday Struggle mm-hmm. and as well as um, Karen Seville who has like been a major like player in hip hop and music in the industry for a long time mm-hmm. um, and a lot of folks were really upset with like a lot of the black men that mm-hmm. were like standing up for Yes Jules who a lot of a lot of people myself included feel like is a culture vulture and is like just pretty much in this community without permission Shar, like do you think that anger was right and is that something you see a lot in this industry of like black men particularly standing up for like white women or other women before they stand up for black women absolutely I've, i feel like honestly i i see i see it 50 50 i've seen it 50 50 i've seen men stick up but i've also seen men kind of like like you say play play the side or or just not say anything to make someone f- and making someone else feels like, okay, well, like, it's okay to, you know, just talk what I want to talk or say what I want to say about this woman and not get any type of repercussions or anything like that, you know? Um, in particular to that situation, I agree. I definitely think that she's a culture vulture. I definitely think that she was, in a sense, wrong for, you know, how she tried to throw Scotty and, and Karen underneath the bus. Like, and again, for them to sit there and allow that and for, for them to give her that platform, you know, that type of platform, it's kind of like you're, you're corny, you're whack for that. Because at the end of the day, is again, like, where where are the men to stick up for us? Where where are the men to say, you know what, I understand you may feel how the way how you feel, but you're going about it wrong. If you want to say something about it, this is how you do it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be a woman about it, let me bring y'all together and y'all have a conversation. Let's handle it this way. You know what I'm saying? Give yeah. her a voice, too, but don't give her the platform where she can really sit there and just, like, throw somebody underneath the bus like that and be so comfortable doing it and to just be like, you know, nothing's going to happen to me because obviously I got these men beside me who are laughing, who are like, yo, put the name out. You're 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 basically provoking the situation and you're encouraging her to be to have this type of behavior. Yeah. And that's problematic always around. So, you know, as we're starting to run out of time, I want to ask a question. Um and I want to leave it to you first, Alex, because you know, we asked you the last question is name a woman that inspires you and why? It can't be your mother or someone you're related to. Okay. I can't prepare for this one. So <laughs> <clears throat> a woman that inspires me uh, Madam C.J. Walker, man, mm. like, uh, I, I think she's so dope. She started her own, you know, hair care empire and uh, beauty school. And she did this in such an amazing fashion at a time when it was legit, like, still illegal to be black. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she was she was giving people jobs. She was out there hustling. And, you know, I, I think about her every time I face a struggle in my profession. I say to myself, like, yo, this is getting difficult or this is tough. I'm like bro, you don't have nothing to complain about. Like, mm-hmm. she made it happen. She made an empire mm-hmm. back at a time where to own land was foreign, to, to be, you know, rich and mm-hmm. black. And a woman, it was unheard of. So, yeah. legit, I even brought, I brought this, you know, straight out my living room just to share mm. with y'all. I, I keep this in the crib as motivation. But I keep this picture of her in my crib. You can show that on the Facebook Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a picture of Madam C.J. Walker with her three homegirls on a hot summer day in the drop top, Marvin. And yep. they took the pick and did it for the grand before people was doing <laughs> it. I know holding them stunt, but this is a different type of stunt-tastic picture. When you get a chance, look it up. Yeah. I think she's so dope, but she's one of the women that inspires me. Like, yo, if mm-hmm. you want to do something, put your mind to it, get the you know, get the muscle behind it, and you can make it happen. So but shout out to her. Here's why that picture is even more revolutionary. So for those of you who saw it on Facebook Live or who will look at it afterwards, if you notice, the white woman is sitting in the back. In the back of 
So that that picture right there actually caused a huge stir because you have a black woman in the front and a white woman in the back. It ticked off a lot of people, but that's just the way that money and Madam C.J. Walker moved. Mm -hmm. That was Oprah before Oprah. That was Oprah Plus mm -hmm. coming straight from slavery into the bag. Mm -hmm. So like that's really impressive. Can you imagine her walking to the dealership to get this car? Man, walking. That white woman carried her. <laughs> Char, what about you? Who's a woman that inspires you that is not your mother or someone you're related to? Um, Angela Rye. She inspires me because um, I just became familiar with her within like I would say like the past like year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, two years and following her and just as a, a person like her passion and her confidence and, and just the way how she carries herself. She just inspires me to just be a better, better person and a better woman. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, just the politics and, and her her passion it kind of drew me into being more aware. It kind of drew me into, I want to learn more. And I go to her her page or I'll go to like, you know, watch like a lot of her videos just to like be aware and try to try to stay on top of things. And I think like she's the main reason why I'm like more aware and on top of like my, pol my politics. So I really do. I really do love that lady. Yeah. Angela Rye is also my yeah. wife and my brain. In your brain, in your yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And, you know, Angela Rye is somebody who's been doing this work. She was the executive director of the Congressional Black Caucus. Um, so this is somebody that's really important. And I want to give you guys mine. I have a lot. It was really hard for me to pick. Um, it was between Ida B. Wells and Ella Baker. Mm -hmm. um, Ida B. It's going to be Ella Baker, but I want to give a quick shout out to Ida B. Wells. You talk about black women have always been there for black men. Ida B. Wells was an investigative journalist and did the first comprehensive study on lynchings across America mm. in the 1850s. There was one time she was on a train and she was sitting in the white side and there was no more space in the black side. And they told her she had to go. She said no and popped on them. They were fighting on that train. They had to throw her off. This, you want to talk about black power? That's black power right there. Now, Ella Baker, that is a name that a lot of you folks may not know. And I want you guys to know something. Do you like Martin Luther King? I love mm -hmm. Martin Luther King. Do you like, um, do you like um, Whitney M. Young? Mm -hmm. All these civil rights leaders, Ella Baker was the one that organized behind them. So SNCC, the, um, the Congressional Black Caucus, all these groups, Ella Baker was the one that taught them all how to organize. She helped them write the speech. She came up with the political ideology. She came up with the philosophy. She was the one working behind the scenes because the civil rights movement, we always talk about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and, and you know, Ralph Abernathy and all these other folks, and they're important, but there were women behind the scenes who were really doing the work, doing the sweat equity. They were cooking the food. They were building the strategy. They were going to organize in the community and organizing, mm -hmm. and they created that system so Martin Luther King can fly, and Ella Baker was literally the architect of it all. She started organizing in the 1920s in Harlem mm -hmm. off of, like, co worker cooperatives. She worked with um, NAACP all across the country, and then she went to the South and did civil rights work. And then when I was done, she was in New York helping Puerto Rican radicals organize to get their own statehood away from the United States. And you know what? She was born out in the South. She died in Harlem in the 80s. And she's responsible for the Stokely Carmichael's, Malcolm X's, all these amazing people you've always heard of. She was the one that helped to groom and build these people. And if we have a chance to highlight somebody, I really wanted to make sure that I highlighted her. 